Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. I'm your host, Robert Zirk. My co-host, Nolan Bicknell, is on vacation this week. Today on River City 360, we have been covering the Winnipeg Foundation's Nourishing Potential campaign for the past 11 episodes. And with the campaign having wrapped up this past Monday, we put together some highlights from our previous shows. We'll hear from the Winnipeg Foundation CEO, Rick Frost. Plus, we'll hear my co-host Nolan Bicknell's great interview with NHL star Jonathan Taves. All this, some classic music, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Welcome to River City 360. My name is Robert Zirk. Nourishing Potential is a fund at the Winnipeg Foundation that grants money to charitable organizations that help Winnipeg kids access healthy food and nutrition education. This summer, the Winnipeg Foundation launched a 10-week campaign to help grow the fund with the help of Winnipegger and three-time Stanley Cup champion Jonathan Taves. My co-host Nolan Bicknell interviewed Rick Frost, the CEO of the Winnipeg Foundation, shortly after the campaign launched on June 26th, to find out how the Nourishing Potential Fund began and why Jonathan Taves decided to be its ambassador. But first, as always, we will start things off with a song. Here's Dean Martin with Volare, right here on River City 360. Volare Cantare oh, oh, oh Let's fly Way up to the clouds Away from the maddening crowds We can sing in the glow Of a star that I know of Where lovers enjoy peace of mind Let us leave the confusion And all this illusion behind just like birds of a feather, a rainbow together we'll find. Volare, oh, e cantare, oh, oh, oh. No wonder my happy heart sings, your love has given me wings. Penso che io sogno così non ritorne mai più Mi dipinge con le mani e la faccia di blu Poi d'improvviso tenido dal veneto rapido E incominciavo a volare nel cielo Volare, oh, oh, e cantare, oh, 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 nel blu dipinto di blu, e chi dice di stare lassù, e volavo, volavo, venice punalte del sole con coro più su. Mentre molto pian piano sparivo lontano laggiù Una musica dolce suonare soltanto per me Volare Oh, oh, oh E 
andare oh, oh, No wonder my happy heart sings Your love has given me wings Nel blu dipinto de blu Venite di stare lassù Thank you for listening to River City 360. We are now joined in studio by Rick Frost, the CEO of the Winnipeg Foundation. Rick, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to be here. So today we wanted to talk about Nourishing Potential, which we mentioned earlier in the show is a great initiative here at the Winnipeg Foundation. Um, for our listeners that aren't familiar with it, basically uh, Nourishing Potential makes grants to local organizations that provide healthy food and hands-on nutrition education to children and youth in Winnipeg. Uh, so Rick, my first question to you is... Uh, when did Nursing Potential start and why did it start? Why did the Winnipeg Foundation feel the need to, to, to launch this initiative? Well, the program started four or five years ago, and uh, the motivation really was the fact that uh, I think all Winnipeggers probably feel a degree of concern about Winnipeg being labeled as the child poverty capital of Canada. Um, certainly, the Winnipeg Foundation already spends quite a bit of money on basic nutrition-type uh, programs um, in schools and helping organizations like Winnipeg Harvest and that sort of thing. But we were looking for gaps, and so we convened a group of 30 or f- so uh, organizations on a couple of occasions and said, where are the gaps? And basically, we were led uh, down a course of discussion to create the Nourishing Potential Fund. Essentially, it focuses in on healthy choices, exactly um, as you sort of described. We're looking for organizations that do teach about the importance of good nutrition. Um, And the program was designed to provide better food choices to organizations, to augment their food budgets, essentially, um, to provide some extra money for uh, equipment like fridges or stoves or those kinds of things, and also to provide for some training dollars because uh, food handler certificates are also really important in this kind of uh, area. Why did Jonathan want to be an ambassador for, for nourishing potential? I think it all boils down to healthy choices again. Uh, Jonathan is very passionate about kids uh, making good choices in terms of what they eat. Uh, We put a video, if you go to our website, you can see a video, a three-minute video, which really captures how Jonathan feels about the importance of good nutrition. It comes out, uh, his passion and his sincerity is uh, very evident in that video. And uh, that's what really what drives him. Uh, he doesn't lend his name easily to things. And uh, so we've been working on this for quite a, a, quite a number of months. So as it turns out, winning the Stanley Cup this year is really great. But no he's very attracted to the work of uh, Nourishing Potential, and he's a donor to the fund. Um, I think that it's, uh, it's really important that leadership uh, comes out from uh, people like Jonathan that have this kind of reputation that people look up to. And he recognizes that feeding kids good food and teaching them healthy choices is just really critical. So we're very excited and obviously very privileged to have him be our ambassador. That was Rick Frost, the CEO of the Winnipeg Foundation, speaking with my co-host Nolan Bicknell. We also spoke with the Foundation's Director of Community Grants, Rick Lucier, to find out about the granting process for Nourishing Potential. The last round was in, was in May, and there were uh, 25 applications that we received uh, from various programs throughout the city. 23 received support, which is which is great, I think, because uh, that's about a 92% success rate. So that means when you're applying to us, it's generally a happy experience, not, a, not an ordeal. Um, and uh, on the, of those 23 grants, there was $116,400 that were, uh, was spread amongst those organizations for nourishing potential programs. 
And a couple of weeks later, on July 9th, the Foundation held a very special event at WASAC to announce those Nourishing Potential grants. We also had a very special guest. NHL star Jonathan Taves joined us to take part in the event and to speak with my co-host Nolan Bicknell. We'll hear Nolan's interview with Jonathan Taves a little later on in the show. At the event, I had the chance to speak with the co-chair of the Nourishing Potential Committee, Anita Southall, and find out why it was important for her to be involved with the fund. I know from living in Winnipeg that there are lots of kids who don't have enough to eat, and um, just struck me uh, so profoundly that what would I feel like if, you know, um, my family couldn't, growing up, if my family couldn't feed me, or if my kids, you know, couldn't have nutritious food. And what would that do to us? You know, what would that do to our family? And what would that do to my children? So just, it was so exciting to be um, offered the opportunity to be part of something that's a solution. Kevin Chief, the MLA for Point Douglas, was the MC of the event. And he also joined us later that day to share his thoughts. What you saw today is stories of success, stories of achievement, stories of resiliency are equally, in fact, even more powerful when we tell them the way that we told them. So we talked about the, the young people who, who had the gauntlet where they lined up and Jonathan came in and he looked at it. And you know what? He was having a great time and he ran the gauntlet. He was giving people high fives. His message was, uh, was incredible. And so for someone like me, I just felt incredibly proud. Coming up, Nourishing Potential donor and Ambassador Jonathan Tave stopped by to chat with us when the most recent Nourishing Potential grants were announced, and we'll hear that interview after the break. But first, here's Wonderful Wonderful by The Times on RC360. Sometimes we walk hand in hand by the sea, and we breathe in the cool, salty Say to myself, it's wrong. 
Thank you for listening to River City 360. My name is Nolan Bicknell, and joining us today, very special guest, uh, three-time Stanley Cup champion, two-time Olympic gold medalist, and proud Winnipegger, Jonathan Taves. John, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Nolan. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, first question, what what was the catalyst for all this, for, for really being an advocate for healthy food choices, and especially for kids? Well, it's not an easy question to answer <laughs> unless you have a lot of time. I think for me, uh, my interest on the subject, I think, is it's been an evolution, I think, for anybody. Uh, I always say this too, unless you have some type of health crisis in your life where you have to drastically rethink your choices, it's just kind of a a thing that you take one step at a time. And for me, it's kind of been working towards that where I've learned enough to realize that good nutrition and healthy eating doesn't only, isn't only for athletes, isn't only for for people like myself, but it affects all of us on uh, on a day-to-day scale and not only who we are as people, how we interact with others, but um, how we think and basically our, our behavior and performance as people. So you know, I think uh, we look around too. We see a lot of uh, disease. We see a lot of cancer. We see a lot of obesity. All these things that are happening to us, and we don't realize that these things are within our control, and we're able to prevent them. Um, so I think, like I said, it's been evolution of coming to that knowledge and, and knowing that. Uh, be in my position, I can do something about it. That's great. Well, you do a lot of stuff in the Chicago area. I mean, I saw the uh, hashtag What's Your Goal campaign that the Blackhawks are doing. Mm-hmm. Great videos on there. Um, but I wondered why you wanted to give lend your name to Winnipeg and help out in your hometown as well. Well, I mean, it's where I was raised. I don't, uh, you know, I don't think you, you get to do um, what I do unless you have a, a lot of people behind the scenes helping you and supporting you and uh, kind of shaping you towards that that future and um so i'm not uh oblivious to that i didn't do it on my own i'm very happy and very uh, uh honored to have, have had the experience of i've had it playing hockey in chicago but it's always great to come home and, and kind of uh, touch base with family and friends and very important i think uh my teammates all think the same way that they go home and um do what they can in the, in the community to try and give back in some way for for uh, all the the bounces they've gotten in their life, I guess. It's great to see. So how does it feel when you go back to St. Vitale? Go, you probably played minor hockey at Dakota. Yeah. How does it feel going back there and seeing your face on the building and uh-huh. seeing the Jonathan Tate? I never that I never get used to that yeah. part, I'll tell you that much, but it's always great. And uh, it is a little weird. I mean, it, it, it's changed a lot. Uh, the street I grew up on where my dad used to build a backyard rink yeah, out in the field close to the perimeter there. Um, it's all gone. There's, there's, they're building houses and streets there. So, I mean, it's, uh, stretching out everywhere, but I mean, it's great. It's still, I mean, people are great. Um, the attitude and and the energy hasn't changed. People are humble down earth, uh, just the way I I remember it, you know? That's great. Um, so you're, you're known as a leader on and off the ice. I was wondering if when some of the new young guys come in, some of the rookies come in, do you sort of impart your knowledge about healthy food to them or do you have any, you know, do you help them with their food choices at all? Well, again, I I think uh, you can try and, you know, as they say, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't always make them drink. And I think it, it applies to that situation where sometimes you think you know something, but People aren't going to change uh, the way they do things, and they won't listen. They'll they'll want to come to that that understanding in their own on their own terms, and, and that's fine. So I think uh, we we do have a lot of guys in our locker room that take those things seriously, and I think it's been a huge part of our our success and our longevity uh, playing the long seasons that we we have in the last six years. And so some of the guys that maybe uh, weren't as open minded to eating healthy and, and were maybe opposed to it, thinking that it doesn't really matter. 
um, are starting to come around. Um, you know, there's still some guys that are pretty stubborn, but uh, the most you can do in that situation is just do what you do and, and kind of be a representation of, of what works. And um, eventually people will, will make the decision for themselves. Yeah, all you can really do is give them the knowledge and hope they Pretty much. Take <laughs> uh, so I guess last question. Is it a coincidence that as soon, you said you started eating healthy kind of in your second season at Chicago? Yeah, that's right when it there. kind of all came crashing down and I needed to change something quick because right. it, it was ugly. So, And I mean, is it a coincidence that that's when you started winning championships? You won the Western Conference and then the Cup the year after that? Or is it just a happy... <laughs> I'm not going to go ahead and give myself <laughs> that much credit, although I do feel I, I played a, a reasonable part in, in our team success. You know, I think we've... We have some some other great uh, great players, but great leaders in our locker room, guys that uh, are doing everything that I'm doing as well to further themselves and, and uh, better their their on ice performance. So, but yeah, for me, I mean that's where it all started as far as coming to the understanding of okay, I need to change what I'm eating because what I'm doing right now is just destroying my body. I'm not sleeping at night. I'm I can't play and I basically can't even function during yeah. the day. So. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stress there and it just kind of got worse. And so again, since then, like I've said, it's just baby steps, one, uh, just learning little things at a time and changing things. And basically all, all those things become habits in the end. And it's just kind of setting a foundation for your day and for your life. Pretty much. Yeah. And again, I, I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't, uh, I, you know, there's some moments where, uh, I'll eat, some junk food but the reminder is right there in the way i feel immediately after that uh you know it's nice to let loose and and eat something different once in a while but like i said if if you're reminded pretty quick by feeling in the dumps uh, after eating some junk food then then uh the motivation the incentive to continue your lifestyle is is right there in front of you so that's kind of been the case for me well thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us and for lending your name to the nourishing potential campaign um, yeah, we'll let you get going. Thank you very much, Jonathan Taves. Great talking to you, Noah. Thanks yeah. again for having me. Thanks, Nolan. Up next, we'll hear from some of the organizations that have received grants from Nourishing Potential about how the fund is helping them help youth in our city. But before we do, we'll take a quick break to hear a song. You're listening to River City 360 right here on 93.7 CJNU-FM.
Welcome back to River City 360, my name is Robert Zirk. Throughout the summer, we featured a number of organizations on the show that receive grants from Nourishing Potential to highlight the positive impact of these grants. Last week, I spoke with Ray Eskrit and Ken Opalik of West Broadway Youth Outreach to find out how Nourishing Potential is helping them help their participants. Having the Nourishing Potential grant means that we can provide these kids with fresh fruits and vegetables and things that they haven't necessarily tried before. We know that they're getting what it is they need. So a lot of our kids, they might say, have behavioral problems, but for some reason those behavioral problems disappear once they've got a full stomach. Definitely. And often, before we moved on, move on to the next activity, there's usually like a half an hour discussion about the fact that I had no idea. I've heard of kiwis. I've never tasted a kiwi. But it's, it's a weird name, but it's amazing. I'm all about like, like the emotional moments that can spark, if not um, cultivate growth, right? Mm-hmm. And those are great moments where, you know, there'll be the conversations not only with our volunteer chefs, but, you know, with Ray, myself, and our other co-workers, where these kids are going on and on. And it's about more than just providing kids with healthy foods. Roger Barrington, who's the executive director of Can You, talked about the knowledge that kids gain from Can You's nutrition program. Uh, practical life skills, uh, hygiene, kitchen safety, equipment safety, cooking lessons, but and we and the kids arrive. It's one of their favorite things. They put on a lab coat. They are they have instructors who are nutrition students who help them uh, learn about what they're making that day. They cook a meal and they eat it together with their mentors and instructors. It's a it's a magical place. The nutrition lab uh, on any given day, we we run run it to the max, and it's a it's a tremendous thing. The Boys and Girls Clubs of Winnipeg run a summer program called Community School Investigators, or CSI for short. CSI focuses on academics, but Robin Peters, who's the manager of children's education programs there, emphasized the importance of nutrition as well. Uh, They found that children who don't have those enriching opportunities over the summer have a higher summer learning loss. So when they come back to school in September, teachers have told us it takes a few months for them to get caught back up to what they learned back in June. So it's an important, uh, an important program, and nutrition is definitely a huge part of that. So we provide them uh, healthy food uh, throughout the day, help them get started for the day. For a lot of children, this might be the only food that they're eating during the week. And so, you know, a lot of our children have relied on the school programs during the school year, and so to give them that extra five weeks during the summer is definitely beneficial. We also spoke with Kent Duick of Inner City Youth Alive to find out how participants were gaining skills that can help them in the workforce. For youth to get kind of the potential to imagine that, you know what, this could be a career for me. It's more than just today I'm serving a meal to these kids. It's, uh, it's you know what, uh, staff, you know, enforcing like, you know, healthy ways of preparing the food and making sure that they're handling, they're, they're you know, adhering to food standards and, and health standards. And, uh, and so in the process, youth are learning actual job skills. So it's not just, it's not a soup kitchen. Fundamentally, it's so much more than just a meals program. Kids are also gaining leadership skills. Here's Trevor LaForte, executive director of WASAC. Through the years of WASAC, over uh, 800 Aboriginal youth leaders have worked, uh, have walked through these doors and, and worked for us. And uh, that's very important because those, uh, those youth are, are mentors, those youth are uh, um, they're role models for their younger brothers, their younger sisters, their cousins, the community. So uh, the most important thing that I think we've done 
uh, over the years is uh, build uh, great uh, youth Aboriginal leaders uh, have gone on to become a, a variety of different things and uh, just a positive role models in the community. Dustin Lafergy, Program Director of Ndinaway Maganog Endawad, talked about how healthier food can lead to healthier choices. There's not enough you can say about the need of uh, putting, you know, a good healthy meal into, into somebody to start the day or even uh, at any point in the day uh, in order to kind of get a, get a good foot into what's going on. So we've definitely noticed that uh, not only is there like the health component to that, but there's also the social component to that. Having the kids come together, eat at the table uh, in the evenings, we found that that program in itself can be kind of a catch-all for the youth. So a lot of them are showing up between 4 and 5 to have a meal, find out what's going on in the evening. Uh, so for us, that's the opportunity to start some kind of positive engagement with the youth, let them know what the positive opportunities are that evening uh, so that they can engage in those instead of uh, you know going back out into the street and uh, potentially into some negative uh, situations. To learn more about Nourishing Potential, you can visit the Winnipeg Foundation's website at WPG fdn.org. Again, that's wpgfdn.org. And don't forget, you can hear the full interviews with these organizations and more by checking out the River City 360 archives. Just go to rivercity360.org to listen to the episodes online. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening, and a big thank you to all of our guests who joined us throughout the summer. If you want to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg or listen to all of our past episodes, please visit us online at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. You can also subscribe to the River City 360 podcast on iTunes. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation, in partnership with Community News Commons and CJNU 93.7 FM. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Please give us a call. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 290, and leave us a comment about the show, request a song, or suggest a topic for a future show. Again, that's 204-944-9474, extension 290. You can also find River City 360 on social media. You can find us on Facebook by searching River City 360, and on Twitter we are at River City 360, so feel free to send us a message. For River City 360, I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. Mm-hmm.